Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. We are in the Garden District at Daddy Al's house. I just saw Leo. He's uh, got his acid reflux and he's uh, grunting, so he may make an appearance on the pod in the background noise, so suck it, soda. Fingers crossed that it does not happen, but, you know, I already got accused of not having enough um, pizzazz in my voice when I told Leo hello earlier that Al mocked me, so... Yeah, he was, you know, asking how he was doing. He was, his voice is kind of monotone like it is now, so he was not very enthused. But we all, we Harley makes it known that he doesn't like babies, so you can't take offense to it. He puts all of his cards out on the table. It is what it is. But you just said my voice is monotone like it is now, so I must turn up the positive energy because I love podcasting just like I love your child, Al. Well, the, don't lie. See, he just fucking lied there. But, uh... Trying to make that podcast platinum, and uh, we may have some special guests lined up in the future, but right now we're rolling solo here, Mano E Mano, just doing our, doing it old school, making that old school podcast platinum. And Did you say doing it old school? I said old school, but, you know. Uh, I'd like to give a congratulations to Michael Michael Chen, y'all, for uh, becoming a homeowner, helped him move a sofa after work today, so, you know, congrats to him. And uh, another person still looking to sell their house, Craig, well, says he's going to be in town tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. It's a never-ending saga right there. I still am on a Craig embargo. I'm, I'm, I got a tariff on any Craig communication, so I'm out on it. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know if we're – I, I might come over for rough and rowdy, but I don't know if I'm going to say any words to Craig. I'm just going to stare him down. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to do the uh, – the Dwight to Andy shun, unshun. <laughs> well, I posed a. I didn't get any text back, but I posed a Craig hypothetical over uh, over underline in our group text. Did you happen to see that, Harley? Yeah. I yeah. said, "Will Craig be over three hundred pounds by February fourteenth, twenty twenty?" He's eating tight end at tight ends every single meal. But that's gaining forty pounds, right, or more? Thirty mm. five. Well, he weighed in at something like 265, and then when we weighed him in at the end of the challenge contest when he was supposed to be losing weight, he had gained weight. So if that's what he's doing on his weight loss regimen, I mean, how much is he going to gain just going to tight ends every night for dinner? It could be a lot. Plus, uh, you know, he says when he starts working out, he gains weight. So it'd be new year, new him. So he might gain weight right off the get go too. So we might get some extra pounds. Right. So it's, it's an interesting prop, but I'd probably go under cause Craig never goes over anything. So I'm going under, but three, cause he won't get on a scale. If you're over 300, like we don't even have a scale calibrated for that. At least I'm not aware of. You got to go to the vet. Ooh, the livestock, uh, vet. Him and Anelsley tag team in the uh, ultrasound at the vet. There you go. Ultrasound. Well, you know, the the MRI machine, (laughs) CAT scan, whatever it is. (laughs) They just need a... uh... Fuck, I'm blanking on it. They just need a scale. 
Get all this high tech equipment. Well, we, we probably need to see what's wrong with Craig because there's fucking something wrong with Craig. I would like to see like a contents of Craig's stomach, like the uh, operation guy. But anyway, let's get back into the serious pod matters. Harley, you've got some stuff to burn on here. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, we just braved Hurricane Barry. Not as bad as advertised, but hey, we made it through anyway. Hey, I'm going to need you to mark yourself safe so I can make sure you're safe. On social media, because that's always great when storms come through, people marking themselves safe. I don't know. You can also not. I have not seen this trend. Was this big with the Facebook old yes, people saying this is big Facebook stuff? Everybody likes to mark themselves safe. So there's some event happening, and you mark yourself safe on Facebook to let people know that, in fact, you are safe. What the fuck? Just in case they're wondering, you know, so they don't have to like call and text you. They can just see your mark safe, so they don't even have to contact you. Bizarre. Well, Did you mark yourself as safe? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not about that life. But do I, I say like the people like think they're making good jokes by being like safe, no red hots. I'm not sure you can add words to it, so I think you can just mark yourself safe. But you can like mark your safe in some location. So like you could have marked yourself safe from Hurricane Barry in probably like Wyoming or something like that. I don't. I don't know. I've never done it. So I could be absolutely wrong. This could be Joe lies out the ass. But this seems like a, a setup for getting your house robbed. Like, doesn't this happen to NFL players where they know they're playing in the Super Bowl and people just go and rob their house because they know they're not going to be home? Like, marking your safe and saying you're in Wyoming, like, oh, you're not at your no, house? No, 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 no. I was saying that you could be in Wyoming, live in Wyoming, and mark yourself safe for Hurricane Barry. Right. I'm not saying you... Live here, go to Wyoming, mark yourself safe. Well, do you, it's the I same mean, I, concept I, 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 as checking in, right? So and so checked wheels in. Wheels up, the, wheels down. Exactly. So once Harley says, "Oh, wheels up in Vegas," I'm gonna go to his house and steal all of his dogs. Hypothetically, mm, that's a lot of dogs. It is. So Harley, what do you, you want to get into with Barry? I mean, you got some right. Barry stories. I mean, you were you were showing off, right, you know, so, your Barry prep. So this is what I got to say about Barry. He was a wonderful son of a bitch, loved him, and then I fucking hated him. So what happened with Barry is, Barry was like, he was coming in hot to Louisiana. He started in Arkansas, kind of circled his way down near like Pensacola, Florida, and then like he got into the Gulf, and then he started, you know, try to, you know, get large. It didn't really happen. So he he's projected to go pretty much in between Baton Rouge and Lafayette, which is bad for where I work. We don't like storms. Storms take out production. Production takes away money. And that's no one likes that. So when I see the storm coming, first thing I think of is I hope I get locked into work. Because when you get locked into work, you get paid. So I'm I'm really hoping he's coming this way because I want to get paid. So you're a big locking guy. Were you a big locking guy uh in middle school when you got locked in the gym? See, that's a, it's different there because then you're, you're like bomb threat. You get locked down in the gym. It's not as fun. Well, I'm not talking about that. Weren't, weren't or there, like a lock-in, like grad night. Yeah, there were like dances I never went to, but they were called lock-ins where I guess you went to something and they locked, locked you in for whatever reason. Well, Craig's a big fan of lock-ins because Hillary Clinton it deserves to be locked in. Lock her up. But, but for me... At work, it's very great to get locked in because once you get locked in, you start getting paid. And I mean serious Dan money. 
So since you're locked into work, what are your what are your hours? All right, so let, let me let me set this up. So I I'm cutting grass the day before because of course Barry's a little pussy. And he's not really making it rain up by my house yet. So I'm cutting some grass. Classic old man move. You got to cut the grass before it rains. You won't get an opportunity. It might be too wet. <laughs> Classic old man moves, as Mark Jackson would say, grown. Man moves. That's on the Mount Rushmore. Grow man moves. Cutting the grass before it rains. Anyway. So I text a supervisor that I work with and and asked if we were getting locked in. And she told me yes and asked if I wanted to get locked in. I said, absolutely. <laughs> Lock me up. And so at that point, it's the day before. So I don't discuss it with the wife. I just tell her I'm getting locked in. So she's like, oh, what what do I do, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be worried about the house. I said, don't worry. I'll prep. So knowing I'm about to make some bank, I got some things to do. One, got to go get some beans. That's number one on the yeah. hurricane you, prep. You got to get beans. Stockpile beans. What's your bean situation? Harley is taking care of that question Yeah. first and foremost. So second is I got to get some gas for the generator because I'm not going to be home my wife's going to bitch about not having power and be blowing up my phone and making my time where I'm at work, making tons of money doing nothing, alluded to later. I will hear all this and be be rather upset. So I'm going to set up the generator, get it about as plugged in as you can, and then give her a little tutorial on how to turn it on. And step one sort of takes care of step two. You have beans, you have gas. <laughs> I mean, this all this all goes together. Now, and you also want to get gas as soon as possible because they shut down rigs out in the Gulf and they jack uh, gas prices up. But I got gas the day before. Wasn't any different. Well, so that's an old man move. First thing you do, you got to go get gas and water. So got my gas. Went and got some water. When I went, there was no water. I bought a six-pack of Tall Boy Smart Water. <laughs> so, so that's the problem. You waited too late. Now, what I will tell you is I get home. And the wife says, what about the dogs and the horse? And I'm sitting there, oh, shit, I'm too late. I'm, they're going to be out of water. And then I have a genius idea. You got a fucking pond. Well, it's, I mean, you, you still got to get it from the pond to the horse or to the dog. Oh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> hey, your word's not mine. You're thirsty enough, and if you're preparing for tropical storm hey put a put a dog bowl outside it'll fill up with water right as rain all right so be that as it may she wants me to go buy water i don't want to spend any more water money because this is going to hit in my profits and plus i don't think i'm going to lose water so what i do is i got a bunch of coolers so i take the coolers fill them up with water and leave them out by the barn with like a like a large cup so she can just start filling the, the horse yeah. bowl. And then I take some coolers, fill them with water, put them inside for the dogs. Fill two more. So this right now we're at five coolers. These coolers have to be filthy, but these are for animals, so who really cares? I washed them out first, dick. With soap? <laughs> exactly. So what I would say is then I, I, I had two more coolers, and I went ahead and stocked one with full of ice and water for her. And one full of ice and beer for her. So if the power went out, she didn't have to go in the fridge before she needed to run the generator at night. So I'm trying to look out for her. Hey, that sounds like a lot of coolers uh, and a lot of a lot of hauling and work. That's, that's some good prep right there. Well, I'm going to top it off. So I went to the Home Depot and made sure that I got a 
window unit AC for. So oh, I went splurge a little bit. It was going to be the easiest $135 I ever spent is getting one of those. Caught home, kind of set it up to where she could easily put it up into the window if she needed to. Boom, had that locked down. So she could run the generator, run the, the window unit, and be comfortable while I'm at work making Dan money. I also filled up one of the um, water water jugs we had at the baby shower that we just kept. I filled up one of those with water. Weren't those so. your in-laws? No, they just she went and bought them from like Walmart or oh. something. They were like thirteen bucks. One of them had a hole in it. We threw that one out. The other one we kept, filled that up with water. I think it's still in my uh, kitchen right now because okay. we didn't run out of we didn't uh, lose power or anything. So anyway, well, I mean it's important. To, it's important to have the essentials. So stay hydrated. So then my wife also asked me to go get some stuff so she can make soup and chili and some other shit to where she can use it on a crock pot. Anyway, hey so, babe, just make beans. Well, she, she kind of made fun of my beans. So she opened it up and looked at my beans and was like, really? And I was kind of like, well, just in case you need them, and then I'll eat them later. My bean situation. So big beans fan. All right, so now I got to go into work for 6 p.m. Friday. So the storm's supposed to hit like between 1 and 7 in the morning at the time or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So I got to go at 6 p.m., and that's when we get locked in. Which means I'm sleeping at work. I bring a pillow, blanket, towel, change of clothes, yoga mat because gotta stay fit, and a board game called Secret Hitler. So, are you you brought the yoga mat to sleep in, sleep on, or exercise on, or both? Exercise on. They have air mattresses there that I I took and used, and um. Are you putting these air mattresses in the break room, or you just basically put them out in your office or cubicle area? I put them in my office. So I have an office, humble brag, and I'm basically cleared out some area so I could put the air mattress down, blew it up, and then I, uh, when I wasn't using it, I would put it on top of my desk so I could put the yoga mat down and do yoga if I needed to. <laughs> I will say that. The, a lot of the people left for the weekend, left their offices locked, rude awakening because they unlocked all the offices and let people sleep in there. So, you know, no one got into my office because I was there, but could been could have been trouble. If it, you had anything that was edible in there or you didn't want to get messed up, you had a, a, a filthy animal, probably bean situation in your whole office. Yeah, and... I don't know if we've ever shared this on the podcast before, but you and Craig have discussed uh, unsavory contractors um, doing some funny business in, like, uh, confined space areas. So you get these people on air mattresses in other people's office. There could be some babies being made. Did not hear any rumors like that, but did uh, anything's possible. They got cameras all over that place, so you might see it on Jizz Hut later in the year. Oh, you know, uh, That'd be weird. Well, that's a good setup. Be like, oh, look, I really, this place looks really familiar. Oh, shit. It's a good setup for a porno. Locked in. (laughs) Security cam footage, you know. I could see people getting into it. And all of a sudden it goes switches to POV and you wonder how it got there. (laughs) But you're still not going to change it. (laughs) No way. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so anyway, that, that was kind of my prep. I get locked into work. Now, once you get locked into work, you're not allowed to do all that much, so you do a lot of cards, games. We got some food. They brought some food in the first night. 
Uh, then after that, we had burgers, dogs, that kind of shit that we could make. So what do you mean? Once you're locked in, you're not actually allowed to do work. So what are you actually there for just in case something right. goes wrong? Like, don't people actually work night shift at your work so and they, do, like, actual work? So they so when I would say I don't do anything. So, yes, we still have days and nights, and they're going out there. But we we can't really do too much because – we're prepping just in case worst case scenario. So you don't get into any major tasks that you don't absolutely have to do. So there's some work involved. I get some questions, but for the most part, I'm I'm playing cards, I'm perusing my phone, doing yoga in my office, getting paid. That's what's happening. Okay. So it's basically what Bob does all day in the Marines. You're just fucking off until somebody asks you a question, you handle a couple minutes of work and then you're back to fucking off. Every now and then I go, I had to go out there and walk around and make sure nothing's going bad there. If the winds got too high, they were going to tell us we were not allowed to go outside. So they, they never got to that level, but I did walk out a couple times, look at some shit, do Take some manual laps. labor. Yeah, be a little active, you know, show my face out there, show them I'm a man of the people. Okay. So then Barry became an asshole. He decided he was going to go way further west than possible, so I didn't get the winds. So... It was Saturday around maybe 3 o'clock. We got told, hey, look, y'all going to be here. At 3 a.m.? No, 3 p.m. And we were um, kind of told, hey, look, you, we're not going to let y'all leave tonight. It'll be in the morning. We'll reevaluate, but you're probably going to get released in the morning. So I'm thinking another at least 12 hours from 6 to 6. I'm thinking – this is really, really good. That's some bank for me. That's 12 more hours, so you had already been there 23? 20, well, yeah, I was going to be I was going to be there. 22. Yeah. And I was you were going to be there for 36, possibly, yeah, is what possibly they told 36. you. So, they, that, that one guy's doing a jambalaya. We're, we're kind of just hanging out, playing some cards. You know, the only problem is you can't drink beer while you're there. So that's that's kind of the downer. Normally hurricane parties you can drink some beer. You you can't get can't get wasted out there. It's another good fun part about playing cards. Playing cards sober also, you know. It's it's different. Um so anyway, we go th- we go through that and all of a sudden it's like 5:45 p.m. and they walk in like, "Look, this storm's really doing jack shit." The plant manager, aka Chrissy Thompson, the one with the keys, came in and said, Hey guys, we're not paying for y'all anymore. Oh damn! Starting at six, she'll get the fuck out. So, so they unlocked the gate and let. Yeah, so I only got twenty four hours. Twenty four hours of Dan money. It was nice living like Dan for. Oh once. my gosh, I, I I was like, man, if this goes a couple more days, I can pay off my truck. <laughs> I can take my wife on vacay. I can do all kinds of fun stuff. So thought- much activities. I'm a laptop broke, so I need a new laptop. I'm like sitting there pricing all the laptops during this whole thing. And, like, as it goes on, I'm thinking, like, maybe I'll get a little more expensive Cha-ching. one. Cha-ching. But, you, wait, pay off your truck. I thought you wrecked. I thought your truck got wrecked. My truck didn't get wrecked. It was another car? What are you talking about? Oh, no, that, that my my wife's car got into the little thing, like, in April. But I had, I've been good on it. No, no, my truck's good, bro. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so that, that was kind of my – I was really pissed at Barry – Cause I was on the gravy train, riding high, being Dan, thinking I was Dan, feeling good like I was Dan, and my big Dan shtick was prematurely. Barry fucked you. Ran out, yeah. So how was your Barry prep? 
Uh, I didn't prep too much for Barry. I just bought a bunch of food. You're filled. a dad now. You need to you need to do man stuff. You should have went and bought a generator like all the other first time dads. Eh, I really did. I didn't lose power. You you wouldn't know how to hook it up though. So, mm. I know you're not. Even though you're an electrical person, I know you're not supposed to. Uh, oh, hurricane tip. You're not supposed to if you hook a generator up, close your main off so you don't backfeed and hurt a lineman. That's a berry tip for you. Of course, you don't want to backfeed either, so you could be like potentially, you know. Letting people uh, get your, some of that, some of that power. Yeah, so that's a berry tip. You know, I bought some beans, filled up some water, got some food going on. Okay, and I was just run of the mill stuff. All right, well that sounds that sounds so, like fun. So I'm all I'm all stocked up on I you know I got almonds, I got some, uh, you know I got I got what a little berry stuff. I got some beans I can tap into. So uh, berry on HBO, you watch it or not? Yes, I've. Watched every episode. Barry, thumbs up, thumbs down. What what's your what do you think about Barry the show? Barry's thumbs down, dude. I, oh, thumbs down. You've I, seen every episode and you're I've giving seen it a thumbs every down. Episode, I I give it a thumbs down. I like Barry. I give it a I give it a B. Okay. Spoiler alert if you're a Barry fan, just turn your ears off for a second. Uh uns- uh unsubscribe. And then resubscribe later. So Harley's back. not a fan of Barry the Tropical Storm slash Hurricane or Barry the Show on HBO. No, I got a big problem with Barry the Show on HBO. All right, give it to me. I like it. Everybody seems to think Bill Hader is a a darling on here. So first of all, the whole acting class is terrible. Barry would never get any of the opportunities he's doing because he's so bad. He just doesn't ever to go in. He hasn't got what opportunities has he gotten besides he one audition. Get- no, he keeps getting the roles with the only hot chick, and she's borderline hot chick in the whole group. Like, our our buddy from uh, Henry Winkler is just kind of pulling Barry into scenes that Barry really doesn't have the chops for. The whole acting class is terrible. That's the whole point of it. They're all struggling yeah, actors who stink. Yeah, but Barry's not putting in any, any effort. Like he's just he shows he's just glim- he shows ma- glimpses of greatness though he's mailing it in and then he tells them about all the fucking sick shit he did with the uh, I guess the person getting killed in front of him and then him going and just you know fucking shit up yeah I, look I, I'm out on Barry he would get he would get caught way too easily so like maybe it's too much SVU I'm watching but he's leaving clues left and right and you just can't kill every cop that knows you're fucking the bad guy so. And it, it, I, I just have tons of problems with the show. It's, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but it's not realistic. I mean, I do like the Russians, but I'm upset they killed. You like the main NoHo Russian. Hank? I do like Hank, but I I don't like that they killed the uh, the main guy uh, from the previous season. Oh, the big fat guy. Yeah, the guy that's from uh, Billions. That guy's good. Oh, I haven't seen Billions. Uh. I, I I think I give Barry a B. I think it's okay. It's it's not the greatest show ever, but it's good. Episode five. Uh, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast where he talks to Bill Hader, and obviously he's all up Bill Hader's ass because they're friends in real life, Spoiler I guess, or alert, something. He's up everyone's ass. But uh, he really lo- like episode five is where he has some big fight with a taekwondo guy, and and it it just completely jumps the shark. And uh, they were saying, like, that was a breakthrough episode or whatever. 
unrealistic, like that is the most unrealistic episode. Like a girl flies and runs up a tree and is up on a roof. Well, not only that, clearly he got like stabbed and impaled. And then the other guy got like his face bitten off and they're going to get like antibiotics or whatever. And somehow they're he just runs walking. into the guy again at the same grocery store that somehow isn't dead. And then the somebody, the cop comes in and they kill each other at the same time. And then Barry's just like runs out of the store and somehow they don't lock it down. <laughs> this is just incompetence. I just fucking hate it. Right. I kind of flipped out when the cops were like closing in and, you know, shot. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but Barry is in the frame where the cops are moving in on the, the violence happening. And he just kind of slinks out the back. You're like, Does this place not have video cameras like no one no one just watched this dude just walk out the back? Like, did they not look on the cameras and see that it was him? See, if this was 24, this guy would have been slanking off in the back. Then somehow Jack Bauer would have got Chloe to tell him that this guy's slanking out the back. Then Jack Bauer would be running down the car, shooting tires off. And that's technology from 10 years ago when he's doing that. Well, I mean, Chloe was pretty advanced. Shout out to Chloe. Oh, God. She needs to be in more stuff. She's got way more chops than Bill You know she's a stand-up comedian? Oh, I need to watch some of that. I don't don't think it's going to be good. Her name's like Mary Lynn Rice Cup or something like that. Yeah, that's all right. That sounds all right. I know what it is. I'm just not sure I'm pronouncing it right. So, um... Hey, I secretly think she's pretty hot. (laughs) No wonder you like Chloe so much. Underrated. Another thing, maybe we'll tweet this from the top. God damn it, Chloe. (laughs) Coy, pull that up. Um, maybe maybe I'll tweet this from the Talking Small Twitter handle, maybe from my own. But for all you people out there thinking, like, you're dorky, look up Bill Hader visits the, uh, what is the name? of Dateline. Dateline NBC. You know that show, Harley, yeah. where they, like, chronicle, you know, real, uh, basically, like, real-life SVU cases, like, so-and-so may have murdered her husband. Well, Dateline we also that. was How to Catch a Predator, so... Exactly. So Bill Hader is obsessed with Dateline and especially the narrator guy named, I think, Keith Morrison. Well, there's a clip on YouTube of Bill Hader going to the Dateline studios and they like surprise meeting with um, Keith Morrison. You have never seen a more dorky fan fangirl experience than Bill Hader. Like, hey, uh, it's it's akin to Chris Farley's SNL skit where he has that talk show and he's like hey uh hey arnold you remember that one time when you were in terminator and the, bill Hader is basically doing this to the dateline on nbc voice narrator guy it is the dorkiest video you will ever see in your life so we'll uh we'll post that on social media you guys will probably get a kick out of that one all right so are we done with barry i think we're done with barry both berries yeah hurricane barry was uh limp dick like I think there's probably a lot of kids in college who had a hurricane party and uh, probably had one of the best times in their life because they were probably just getting shit-faced and there was never really any threat of a hurricane. So it was uh, it was all gravy for that. So Except for my bank account. Cause Except for Harley's out. bank account. It ran out. I was starting to plan so much good stuff. So how was your 4th of July as a dad? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Actually, not necessarily as a dad. Just Fourth of July. Fourth of July was good. We just uh, we haven't talked since then. It's been a while. Stained. 
Uh, we went over to my sister's house, me, Amber, and and baby Leo, and just kind of ate, drank, played some cards, fucked around. So you ate, drank, and played cards. Lenny Liars Dice? Uh, no, my dad, my sister got my dad into, I don't know what, what kind of, it's like group solitaire or solitaire death or speed solitaire or something like that where everybody plays solitaire and like you're putting aces into the middle and you can build off of the aces like everybody builds off of the aces kind of that game so my sister got my dad into that so we were playing a lot of that game you can play with as many people as possible so you have to have a deck of cards for everybody yeah that's a lot of cards yeah, so uh, we played that. That was that was pretty fun, and then you know it was just super hot outside, so it's pretty uh, pretty run of the mill, fun times. What'd you do for Fourth of July? What was your fireworks situation like? So for Fourth of July, Ella and myself went to her, one of their clients' uh, houseboats, and when you're thinking houseboats, it's more like think yacht. It was it was a lot of space on there. What so kind was, of client? Oh, from her. When you work. say my for her, client, for her work, it was for her work. So she trains horses. So they're in that business. So, so rich people who own own not, a horse. I'm not going to say rich people. They have a yacht. You, your words, not mine. So, oh, are these people claiming they're not rich? No, that has nothing. No, nothing to do with it. I'm just not putting a. I'm not putting labels on it. This doesn't. It does not pertinent to the story. You're on a fucking yacht. I think that's. I guess it goes without saying. You don't know. They could have this yacht on debt. They no, may not be rich. Look, all I'm going to say is I'm not trying to flaunt anybody's status here. But what I was going to say. <laughs> well, is, you're humble bragging yourself being on a yacht here. Flaunt the status. If you're going to say, I'm on a boat, bitch, say it with your chest. <laughs> I'm on a boat and moving fast and. Oh, God. So what I would say is we were there in. Orange Beach at the Wharf Marina. That's Alabama for uh, yeah, you non-geographical. Yeah, not and so anyway, they had some fireworks one night, and the so the Wharf was doing theirs on the sixth because I think that was a Friday night or something Saturday night Saturday, and on the fourth there was some fireworks from another place. So we thought we'd get to watch them from the top of the boat. Well, there was a hotel on the way, so not okay. And there was a hotel in the way, in the way, so we couldn't see them. So that was kind of a letdown on Fourth of July. Not rich much people problems. <laughs> and yes, it was it, absolutely rich people problems. Your words, not mine. So anyway, it was it was pretty it was pretty crazy. You know, you, you you're trying to see fireworks on top of the boat, and you're just piss ass drunk because you've been drinking all day. Taking the of course they had their bay boat with them, so we took that out to the, <laughs> into the bay. They're so rich, their boat had a boat, and that actually the boat had a, a dinghy that you. T- this was their other boat. Wait, it had two boats? No, th- there was three total boats. <laughs> They're not rich though. <laughs> They're not rich. Calm down. There's three total boats, and one of them was a uh, a dinghy that's just on there. I think it's like for a skate thing. So if you ever parked your your boat. A little life raft or yeah, some, escape pod. Yeah, escape pod. That's a good one. And then the other one's a bay boat, so they had brought their bay boat there too. And we took that and went to um, one of the beaches there and hung out and drank a bunch. So it was it was good times. Nice. Did they comment on your uh, wedding ring tat? Were they fans since they were clients? 
I don't think I got any comments on the tat. They did uh, talk about the podcast. Oh, they brought it up? Who brought yeah, they, it up? they brought it up. Oh. Yeah, so I, I kind of skirted around that. I didn't really want to talk about the podcast too much. So, so this is why you're not calling them rich people on the pod because they may listen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, rich people, this is Uncle Al. Got a newborn kid. Old lady, we'd love to come on your yacht and check it out. Uh, you know, we'll leave on the dinghy if you don't like us. But I like to drink. I no, like to have fun. It was it was fun. We actually, uh, so they had their kids with them, and we took them zip lining. Have you ever met these people before? Yeah, I've met. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I took the we Ella and I took them zip lining, which zip lining is way more expensive than I ever would have thought it was. Zip lining on the mainland. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it was like probably like eighty five bucks a person for two hours worth of this shit. Anyway, it's not that expensive. Well, when you pay for four people it's like 300 something bucks so you're just going ah you well, also stayed working. on their yacht a couple nights oh i didn't pay for this who paid for it i thought you just said you took them zipline and i assume you paid for it no we why chaperoned you, why are you bitching about the price no, no, if no, you no, didn't no. even pay for it well the I'm rich not... people paid for it obviously hey charge it charge I'm, it to the black card what, what i'm saying is for quality dollars that they invested in this they shouldn't have it was it wasn't worth the it wasn't worth the investment Eh. No, I'm telling you, I went there and I did it, and it wasn't worth the investment. It was two hours. There wasn't great scenery. You had to do a lot of stair climbing because there wasn't elevation changes where you could just go into the next one. You just went to the thing and had to climb back up and go to. The, there were like towers, so it was it was it wasn't it was a lot of work. I went ziplining in Australia. I already ran like four miles that morning already, Flex. so I was I was actually I was probably the fittest one up there, just not to brag. Except for the guys doing it, because all they do is climb stairs all day, like day for days. Eh, I, I went ziplining in Australia, but I think it w- it was in the middle of like a, I wouldn't say it's a wilderness park, more kind of a zoo. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a little different, dude. Yeah, that, it was it was set up well. You got scenery. The, the shout out to Corumbin, uh Gold Coast the, represent. The craziest thing I did was I there was a car going under me, and I passed his ass on the zip line. Game game a bird. Oh you oh with the kids. <laughs> well, they had already went. They were a little further away. They couldn't see. Okay, it wasn't like tandem ziplining. I mean, I'm pretty sure the car didn't see you if you were flying overhead of him. You don't know he didn't though. I guess. No, little man's going crazy. So if you picking that up, we got good mics. So anyway, Fourth of July was good, and then on the sixth they did the fireworks again. The other hotel. And the the big bridge going into that block that so we got no firework action from the boat. You didn't take. You want to take the dinghy out and see the fireworks. The dinghy's got like a crane. You gotta drop it off of. It's like it's like trying to get the crab cages on deadliest catch. There's, it's a process. Rich people problems. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, I'll, I'll be on that yacht one of these days. Yeah, we'll see about that. Why not? They asked about the pod. They didn't ask about you. I don't know if they've listened. This might just be like... How do they bring it up in conversation? So I hear you have a podcast, Harley, as they have their nanny cut their steak for them. No, there's no nanny. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. No, it was just... They were having some kind of conversation about something, and they said, oh, that would be funny to talk about on your podcast. And you don't remember what it was? Do not. I was You Harley, you're like, yeah, sounds great. Okay, I would never talk about that on the pod. 
Well, it wasn't the demographic that I normally do. I wouldn't. I didn't bring the podcast where I just like whip out and like, yeah, let's record. And I, so I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a good topic, just usually not on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but it's not our demographic. Sorry. I mean, we're a little less rich than that. They're probably like the best white wines of 2013. That would okay, be a great now you're making podcast people topic. Sound pretentious. <laughs> These people aren't pretentious. Yeah, I know. So. I know. They invited you on their boat. They're they're chill. That's just funny. I just like doing rich people jokes. I watched Zion on their boat because, of course, they had DirecTV on there. So I was watching Zion's opening half. And I got to tell you, I was really pissed. I had the Pell's plus four and a half. I had the Pell's money line. I had the over in the game. And a fucking earthquake happened. And all my bets are going to win. I fucking got it all refunded. They're all taken off the board. So bullshit, man. Got fucking earthquaked. Yeah, fucking bullshit. That does suck. I'm, I'm like about to sweep a summer league trifecta. Yes, you heard that right. Harley is had three bets on a summer league game as pit and pissed that they had an earthquake. So it's that the gen life. Oh, something. I, uh, speaking of betting, I texted this to Chris and Karuski. I want to bet the Jags under this year. I have to look at their schedule, but their their win total is set at eight. Seems high. Seems very high. I think Doug Marone's getting canned. Well, you don't like Big Dick Nick? I don't. I, I think he's a no. I think you'll and I think you'll get hurt. That team doesn't have weapons. They don't have good character guys on their team. I think they're going to implode and uh, and and not do well. Okay. All right. Interesting. I need to do a little bit more research, but. Uh, I, I like that one. And you don't like to throw away money on futures, but. Well, I wonder if our boy uh, Craig's got it up at the. Uh... Oh, shit. Magnolia Bluffs. Yeah, at the Magnolia Bluffs. Oh, we may need to go out there and bet some futures. Uh, to see if we'll have them. I have, to, I have to hit them up, see what they got. Mm, okay. I heard a uh, a radio ad for Magnolia Bluffs, and they said ask for kicks on the radio. Yeah, kicks, kicks is good people. Said every their taglines like here everybody's VIP or something like that, and it's, we tested it. It's true. So go visit our friends at Magnolia Bluffs and listen to that podcast, one of our better ones, if I do say so myself. And it's not what you play; it's who you play with. Yeah, that's the, that's another one of their taglines. Or so, where uh, you play? It's who you play. I forget what it is. Good people over there. Yeah, definitely good people. All right. We you wanna, have, any, you we, have anything else to talk about? Because I got some uh, relationship advice we can get into. I think we can get into the relationship advice. Uh, I have some. I don't have any topics that that would go well on this podcast. You know, I I didn't do my prep. All right. How about this? Is the title of this one? These are all from Reddit relationship advice. I love these. Daughter's friend, female eighteen, is making me male forty five uncomfortable. Oh God! These millennial thirsty chicks. All right. What's this guy's username? Do you have it? So a lot of them, actually, I, I don't have it on there. The way I took the screen grab, so I don't have it. <sighs> but on these relationship advice, they're all fake. They don't do the real Reddits for all these because there's some intense shit on there. The, trust me, I'm a, uh, I am like to read these when I take a shit when I'm out of material. Wait, wait, wait. So you're, you're a truther on the username? Like they have... Oh, no, they're obviously fake, a lot of them. Like, hold on, let me see. What do I, you mean they're obviously fake? 
they're not the real Reddits. So you're saying they have a ghost or what do they call burner account? They have Reddit burner accounts where they post the real shit. Yeah. And they have crazy names like, you know. Yeah, like, so th- this one's like Emotional Exhausted 99. So, like, they just fake their they just fake their names because okay. you don't want your real, like, this is just to get advice kind of anonymously. You don't want your, like, this, this shit's fucked up. You don't want it on your real Reddit. That's right. Harley, do you have a Reddit burner account? A burner account? No. I just have Talking Small at, on the Reddit. That's what we are. <laughs> don't say we. I've, I don't go to Reddit. Well, I'm about to take you there. Unless, All right, it's, so unless it's busty petite, don't tell anybody. <laughs> let me go back to daughter's friend, female 18, is making me, male 45, uncomfortable. I've known this girl for years. She's always was a sweet girl, and one of the things I always liked about her and my daughter was that they were never the type to be 14 going on 40. Her family life is stable as far as I know, and up till around six months ago, she treated me like an adult. That is a vaguely human-shaped object that dispenses lifts and shit music. So I guess gave rides and listens to bad music. But around the time of my wife leaving my daughter and I, she and my daughter oh, started shit. making jokes between each other about getting me a new girlfriend, which I'd overhear, I'd ignore it, and the two of them would go all red and embarrassed. They're 18 and doing this? Yeah. Then it seems to have escalated to her getting uncomfortably flirty with me. I acted dumb initially, but I had to actually say something to her about it because it was getting way too dot, 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 Frank. (laughs) It stopped for a while, but after turning 18, she started up again and just made fun of me when I tried to tell her to stop. So to avoid anything else, I cut myself out of giving rides if she was at in the party or being anywhere where she might be. But the past two weekends, she has called me in the middle of the night, drunk as hell, saying that she is going to walk home if I don't pick her up. So I pick her up. She gets really handsy to the point where I have trouble driving. And every time I stop, she tries to put my hands on her. The first time I got her home, she got herself under control, and while her mother raised an eyebrow, she mostly believed my denials of getting her into this state. The second time, she didn't, and it was bad. I was telling the truth, and even I thought I was a sleaze. I told her mother that I was indeed stupid for not calling her instead. Yeah, you and think? should... The girl try anything like that again, I'd call her instead of going anywhere. The first time I got her home, she... Oh, sorry. Oops. All right. (laughs) So this screen grab, so I accidentally read the top of my screen again. All All right. right. I really don't know what is going on here. I am a balding, overweight, middle-aged man who feels like I'm the butt of a joke somewhere having this 18-year-old acting so obsessively over me. I have spoken to my daughter about it who initially thought it was funny, but after a conversation with a friend is now kind of worried as well. I am sure that something else is going to happen, and I just need some advice on getting her to realize she should be with boys her own age. Now, before I get into it, he says, edit. For the silly dickhead saying the equivalent of fuck her hard... (laughs) I have known this girl for 10 years. 
She was less than three feet tall when I first met her. She has come to sleepovers, birthday parties, and family holidays. She has reached an arbitrary age that has confused her and is still learning the power of her femininity. She is acting in a way that could be dangerous around the wrong person. I want her to find true happiness in her life, and I want her and my daughter to stay friends so they can lean on each other during difficulties of adulthood. The last thing I want to do is mess up a young woman's mind and emotion for the sake of an orgasm. I am fairly sure it would mess me up as well. So fuck's sakes, lay off the porn and have some goddamn sense. <laughs> All right. You want to go first? No, I want to hear yours. I agree that this guy, he's pretty self-aware. I think he's, you know, you're not a great reader, and he sounded pretty coherent there and, and, and well-written. Seems like a good guy. He is an idiot for picking her up, I guess, the second time. Like, just... You can order people an Uber or a Lyft, or you have the mom's phone number. Like, you should have just be like, hey, so-and-so's calling me up again. She's drunk. You know, go pick her up or whatever. I think he's... He, but he's admitted his mistake. He's in a fucked-up situation. He's a 45-year-old, fat, bald guy whose wife left him. I'd say this guy... I'd say this is dude is a good dude. What advice to give him? I think I mean he said everything you you kind of want him to say that he's not gonna pick her up again and you know he's he's tried to shun her so I think he's you know I, I think he's got a good head on his shoulder like well I don't I don't know exactly what question he's there doing besides bragging that his eighteen year old eighteen uh, year old's hitting on him so what do you what, what you you're gonna say fuck her <laughs> over here I'm not gonna say that. No, not, I'm not going to say that. So what I would say is you can't go pick her up anymore. Oh, no. You can't take her to any more birthdays or do anything like that. And what you should do... She's 18. Like, these people not have a car or something? Well, she was drunk, so she didn't drink and drive. So keep that on the mind. And so what I would say is maybe you should just fuck her mom so he ends this whole weird thing and just makes him himself untouchable. No, but if he goes with the mom, then the the girl's going to be around even more, and then that's going to add a whole nother layer of weirdness into this. Oh, that could this. be stepdaughter porn. This could be mommy-daughter. Just crazy. Yeah, this is straight out of a porno. All right. I wish I knew this guy's username. <laughs> I mean, we can go find it. I got it. Okay, so... All right, shout out to that guy. Hey, good luck, guy. You, I you think see- it was throw... I think if I remember right, it was like throw away one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, oh, nine, God. ten. Oh, God. That guy seems. <laughs> that guy, the guy seems like he has a good head on his shoulder. So hey, keep fighting the good fight, and uh, you know, stay strong, brother. All right, so I got one, two, three, four left. Actually, five left. You don't need to say you got four left. I just was going to say okay. So here's here's just an easy one. This is username Sorry Consequence. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with my dad's gun in my home. Pussy. Four months ago, my my so he's talking about himself, thirty year old parents who are fifty two had to move in with me because my dad was laid off from his job and they had to sell their house. Ooh. I was more 
then happy to have them in my three-bedroom home. Not to brag. So this guy is 30. You read that kind of weird. Well, that's how he wrote it. Okay, well, so he's 30. His parents are 52, and they're moving back in with him. They're moving moving in in with him. him. So the dreaded... Uh, kid having to move back home with his parents because you know whatever. Well, this is the opposite. That's even mo- that's even more awkward for the on the parents here. All right, all right. And they have oh sorry they are they are living in my furnished basement. So definitely like the kid moving home, getting the basement. That's a that's a good get. It's been a good arrangement, and I appreciate having them around to look after my four year old son while. I'm at work. He's a single dad. However, my dad absolutely insists on keeping three guns in the house, a handgun by the bed, and two semi-automatic rifles in the garage. Granted, he keeps them all in locked boxes, and he's always been a responsible gun owner like Craig. But I am extremely uncomfortable with guns in my home. I disagree with having them around but more importantly, I am nervous about my son getting into them should dad forget to lock them properly. I know I might be paranoid, but I really, really don't like it. There's absolutely no reason to have them around. We live in a safe neighborhood in the burbs, and the risks outweigh the benefits. Further, my dad suffers from depression, understandable given the circumstances, and alcoholism, and I know that depressed people can snap, which adds to my fears. Oh, geez. I've tried to explain to him the reasons I don't want guns around the house, but my dad is adamant that he won't give up his guns. I think he knows <laughs> he can play me because I'm not going to put him on the streets, and of course I wouldn't. He and my mom on the streets would make me more upset than having guns around. Is there a way... I can get the police to remove them while he's gone, <laughs> given that I own the house. Am I being overly paranoid? Am I an impasse in how I approach this any for uh, I'm at an impasse <laughs> impasse. There you go, buddy. Third time's any, a charm. <laughs> how to approach this any further. Who you go first on this one. All right, so first of all, man up. Guns are awesome. Have them in your house. <laughs> so that's it. Get your dad the Prozac or whatever he needs. Make him ha- Give him some happy pills. You need guns. You live in a safe neighborhood. It could turn rowdy in a minute. Just look at the houses being sold in your area. Are you being paranoid? Uh, you think? He's got lock boxes. <sighs> Just tell dad you need two keys on there, so you both have to turn the key to get the guns out. Um. The the four year old stuff, you know, since I'm not a dad, maybe I'm not as concerned about that. But if they're in lock boxes and they're kind of far away, I just don't see a four year old getting to them. Now, if you're if you're uh, dad's depressed and he's gonna kill you with a gun anyway or do something to harm himself, he'll figure out another way to do it: carbon monoxide in the tailpipe of his car, knives. Um, you know, he's got other stuff. So yeah, I. You know, as a father... Or get more guns than him. As a father, it is a little bit concerning that he's he's got a depressed, out-of-work, alcoholic dad in his house with three guns. You're stereotyping. He said it himself. <laughs> so, I, if I was him, I'd be, I'd be pretty worried, too. Like, not only could your son get into the gun somehow, but 
you could come home and your dad could have blown his brains out in your furnished basement and your kid or you could see it. Like that's nobody wants to see that. So nobody. I like the locked box thing kind of makes me feel a little bit better. If in the garage, if they're like way up on a shelf or something, I agree that the kid's not going to get to it way up on the shelf in the garage, hidden behind some shit, you know, in there in lock boxes. I'm cool with that. I'd try to try to work on the handgun being in there. Maybe tell your son, don't go in pop pops basement or whatever, or get him to get him to do something with that bedroom gun that I'd be worried about. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, try to get your dad involved in some sort of activities or get him back in the workforce, get him motivated. So he's not moping around the house, drinking, uh, drinking Bud Lights and, and, you know, just depressing everybody with the guns around, just acting as a fog over there. So that's kind of what I do. I'd kind of work with the, uh, try to work, hide the guns in the garage in a spot that your kid's not going to get them. They're locked. All right, we're cool. I'd work on the handgun in the bedroom that your son could potentially get to and then work, try to get your dad, you know, doing some productive shit. Maybe. Find him a job. Yeah. Get him, get him to do some, you know. If Zip he's, recruiter. Yeah. If he's good with his hands, you know, get him to do some stuff around the house fix some shit up for you while you're gone at work you know making that cheddar and then uh yeah get them get them on uh get them on linkedin like craig and you know get them back out there in the workforce turn this negative into a positive you got this get out of that impasse all right this next one's from emotional exhausted 99 oh god I would I is that their Madden rating? Got him. Thirty-one female, be out of line asking my BF thirty-six male if he keeps nudes of his exes. Repeat that. Would I a thirty-one-year-old female be out of line asking my boyfriend thirty-six male if he keeps nudes of his exes? That's it? That's the whole question? No, that's the title. I'm about to get to it. Oh, okay. Fucking idiot. (laughs) I don't know. You gave me a big pause. I was at an impasse. Well, you asked me to repeat it. All right. My boyfriend and I have been dating for little over eight months. To give some background, the ex's topic is touchy with me. I've been super... uh, I'm sorry. I've been emotionally cheated on before and maybe more. I'll I'll never know for sure. When we first met... We talked about boundaries with exes. I told him I don't really keep any of my exes very close because I didn't really think it was beneficial to the current relationship and asked him what his thoughts were. He simply agreed. Typical dude. He had asked me to never talk about my exes because in past relationship it had been a problem. So he wants to know nothing and prefers the past to be left in the past. Later on, maybe because it was my insecurities, but I asked him if he still talked to any exes. Turns out he talks to two, and he speaks with them often. ruh Red flag. One, he talks to a few times a week. He's very reluctant to answer any questions about them. He's done an excellent job of hiding any communications with them from me the entire time we've been together. I've never seen a text pop up from either of them. I've always been very secret. It's always been very secretive, which I don't think doesn't help. Sorry. 
I asked him why he never mentioned that before since we've talked about boundaries with exes and such, and he said you never asked. I'm a very open person and try not to hide anything. In fact, I've always been very comfortable sharing phone, computer passwords, and other stuff in past relationships. But realize not everyone's that open. My insecurities are heightened more once when I was talking about my relationship with my best friend and how I've known her since fifth grade and I can tell her anything. He kind of offhandedly remarked that what that was the kind of relationship he has with his ex. Ooh, and that hurt me a lot. I, re- <laughs> I realized I can't be his best friend from the start, but to hear his ex was his closest friend was just hard. This past weekend, we were kind of randomly asking questions after watching a show on relationships. She sounds like she's putting him in situations just to fucking try to get information on this ex stuff. (sighs) And the topic of pictures with exes came up, so I asked how he felt about keeping nudes of exes. He said he didn't see a problem with it because people have history together as long as it's kept where a significant other person never has to see it or think about it. I told him that keeping nudes of exes was most likely a deal breaker for me because it just seemed like such a blatant form of disrespect towards the current partner. But I didn't ask. I was afraid to. So I guess she didn't ask this question. I thought she just asked. I guess. Very a little confusing yeah, there. Yeah, By emotionally confused. distraught 99. Um, And he won't tell me anything unless I direct. Okay, hold on. He's. Always been the con. He's always been kind to me in other areas and gives me a lot of his time and attention. He says things like he wants to spend the rest of his life with me someday, etc. Someday, etc. The rest of his life with me someday. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, that is kind of weird. It's a weird. That's a weird statement. Someday seems like it's in the wrong spot. There. I'm pretty emotionally exhausted to this point. I'm wondering if I should just let it go and move on. Is it out of line for me to press the issue and ask him if he keeps nudes of his exes? Boyfriend, uh, I guess you. I'll save this for later. Go ahead. Keep so your turn as a dad. I, I, the the whole question of whether to keep the pictures or not. I find it alarming that he still texts two of his exes like multiple times during the week. Like, what the fuck are they texting about? So I'd say that's like you got to start there. Not the not the nudes question. And then him bringing up that his, you know, you could tell you're like me and you have been best friends since basically like second grade. So if I say that statement and then my girlfriend says, oh, my ex-boyfriend so-and-so, we're the same way. I'd be like, what the fuck? So if I was her, I would have pushed that way further and gotten like, what the fuck are you guys talking about all the time? So I think the whole nudes question here is kind of a red herring here there's a lot more there's a lot more to unpack well why can't you just ask if they keep nudes like i don't like is she scared that if he says yes it's a deal breaker hey bitch he's saying <laughs> he's saying that one someday he will, might spend the rest of his life that with statement you. right there is just it doesn't why not start today like you know if you're gonna go into eternity and you're together now why are you throwing the someday in there sounds like this dude's kind of stringing her along and i i'd say the odds that she's being cheated on 
emotionally or physically are probably pretty high here. I think something's definitely rotten in Denmark. Emotionally seems like 100%. And if she doesn't trust them, like, then what do you, you know? Yeah, so I, I think here, if you feel like you can't ask that question, then... I think you're you're I think you're done. Yeah, I think this is a break break the wrist walk away moment here. Like this you got to get to the bottom of this whole texting multiple times per week and whatever with not one but two and that one of these is his best friend apparently. Like that shit is Yeah, that, that shit that, that shit is that, not shit's ro- that shit's rotten. That shit does not play at all. So I think that's my big thing there and if you want if you why don't you just break up with him? Like, yeah. well, let's just... Why are you torturing yourself? Yeah. Ask the fucking question instead of making a Reddit burner account. You know, grow. I know you have a vagine, but grow a pair and, you know, get to, if it's really bugging you, get to the bottom of it. I agree. All right. So let's see what else we got on here. More Reddit advice. I love these. <laughs> what is this uh, sub thread or whatever subreddit called? Just relationship advice? Yeah. The, oh, uh, the old man is. Uh, he said relationship advice. He's not in a relationship with that eighteen-year-old girl who keeps hitting on him. So relationships can be many of things. It doesn't have to be sexual. Oh, let's get to one of those. Okay, sure. Let's get to one of those. All right. I guess the dad uh, having guns in the house wasn't sexual either. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. All right. So here's a from Rel Avid Cirque. Okay. I, male 16, want to confront my parents, male and female, both 42. Shout out for parents getting married at the same age for circumcising me. I'm deeply sorrowful and angry. (laughs) Hashtag botched. (laughs) Should I, how would I do this? First of all, please be nice to me. This is such an emotional topic, and my friends have told me that I'm exaggerating a small situation, but it's not (laughs) small for me, and I've been hurt by those comments. I have a fully functional penis, but after reading all the stuff about how a circumcised penis has less sensitivity and reduced functions, I felt so crushed. Oh, my God. Sounds crazy, but this is something that's been on my mind so much that I've lost all motivation to do anything and don't want to see my parents. Sorry if too much information, but I can't even watch porn anymore because seeing an uncircumcised penis makes me jealous. Seeing a circumcised penis makes me upset. And seeing women makes me feel abandoned by society because they've protected from all forms of FGM. I don't know what that means. Anyway. Field goals made basketball. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I'm so angry that this happened to me. I'm angry at society. I'm angry at my doctor. And I'm angry at my parents for not knowing any better. I know this is bad, but I just have a tendency to blame everyone else. I'm specifically oh, <laughs> resentful of my mother. My father was against it, but my mother was the more dominant role and declared that I I be circumcised. Shout out to gender stereotypes being uh, usurped here. I'm I'm still resentful of my father for not defending me, though. I also have an older sister, and it makes me feel so abandoned when we realize we live in a country where women can't be circumcised. What? 
After a lot of consideration, I actually told my sister about my resentment, but she said something like, well, to be honest, you're just over-exaggerating. But even if you weren't extremely selfish to blame mother and father, (laughs) keep it to yourself and we'll all be happy. Deep down, I know my sister's right. I'm not going to get my foreskin back by complaining to them, (laughs) and it will only cause them stress. But I think telling my parents will bring closure to me if they apologize. Sure, it's selfish, but I need to look at it for myself, too. With that said, do you guys think I should bring it up or keep it in? Hold on. I think there's more. Oh, my God. This did, When people talk about millennials, they're talking about this fucking kid. <laughs> also, they have to apologize or I'll feel even more resentful. If they play it off as you're just over-exaggerating, I'll storm into my room and cry and not talk to them for weeks. How can I approach this in a way that I can encourage them to understand me? By the way, I was really scared typing all of this, and I know I just might sound like an angry teenager, but please be gentle. I think if I hear another one of those stop overthinking it and it's not even a big deal, I'll just never leave my room without feeling extreme resentment again. I feel like no one understands me. I know I sound crazy in this entire post, and I know I shouldn't be angry about a random piece of skin on my penis, but I can't get myself from from crying. Edit. Oh my goodness, please stop trying to convince me that circumcised is better. I understand it's an effort to make it me feel better, but I real but and I'm really thankful and love you all for it, but it makes me feel worse. I have a phase of denial where I tried to tell myself I should be thankful, but it didn't work because all that stuff I found online. Again, thank you and thank your intentions, but it's hurting me badly. Please don't. Edit number two. I'm sorry, guys. I can't read this thread anymore. I don't think I'll stop crying for a while. Again, I know my issue is very unimportant, but please be nice about it. If there's something you like to say, please PM me instead. Oh, my God. Have you ever uh, looked at your penis and felt like you're missing out on all the sensitivity and thrills that extra skin could give you? This this kid has emotional issues. He's crying over being circumcised and wants everybody in the world to apologize for it. Grow some thicker foreskin, buddy, and fucking get over it. This is this is ridiculous. Now, um, when you look at the circumcision form, I know it's just a society's convention, but it is a little alarming when you read the form and they have all these different bad things that could happen. Like, they could botch it and the kid's dick could go away you could potentially like bleed out and die i know these are rare circumstances but they could happen and you could you know it could get infected and whatnot and kind of change your dick for the rest of your life and then on the you know on the reward side there really isn't any so it's just a society thing it's like you know oh i don't want to clean under there i think it's great (laughs) it's not like it's an arduous cleaning process are you breaking Breaking moves here? No. <laughs> no. I'm I'm just like this kid in the thread. And so is my... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Al. So is Junior back here. Um, so this kid just needs to get over it. He read on the internet... Wait, whoa, whoa, time out. Did you just say all there's all negatives and no positives, but you your Junior got his dangus cut? Yeah. 
Would you just put him in danger? What the fuck? You said there's no positives. Yeah, I trusted the hospital. The the I mean there is I mean there is society positives for it. Evidently, some people think otherwise. Yeah, this kid. So this kid read something on Reddit about some guy saying, you know, having having an uncircumcised penis is is uh is good people, and then he just got he just got FOMO. He just took one guy's uh word for it which you don't know whether that's true or not you either have it or you don't you can't have and you can't have it and then not have it or in circumstances where that is true i've heard like adult circumcision is one of the most painful like procedures you can have it does happen so like if you're gonna have it done you want to have it Early. Have it have it done early and not remember it and be able to heal up and not even not even worry about it. So, and then this kid wants everybody to apologize. His parents, the doctor. I understand. Hey, mom. You know. Hey, mom and dad. Why did you end up doing that? Oh, this that reason. Whatever. But to demand an apology and say you'll cry if you don't get one. Fucking grow up, dude. They made a binary zero or one decision. That's it. You claim nothing's wrong with your dick, but doth protest too much. I think something's wrong. Emotionally wise, this kid seems unstable, and there may be something wrong with his weenus. So, um, he said he's got a fully functional penis. So, what are you crying about? All right, can I say this? Yes. My favorite part of the whole thing is he's mad at his sister because they don't circumcise women in society. They do in <laughs> Africa and maybe some other places. They do like cut women's clit clits off so there is female uh genital mutilation done in certain parts of the country but or certain parts of the world but uh another thing this dude talked about his circumcised uncircumcised dick to his sister what kind of fucking maniac is this like this guy this guy needs to see a therapist well i mean if you asked your sisters if you had a circumcised, I dick, would never. I would. But if that, you asked that thought, if you had that it, thought would that thought has never crossed my okay. mind ever. Okay, what if about this? What if you had, your sisters had to bet if your dick was circumcised or not? You think they would put a lot of money on circumcised? I think they would. I think the, uh, it's, they're playing the odds. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Corey's probably seen your dick. I don't think so. I Dude, think anybody a, in my you were a kid. They're yeah. probably changing diapers. Yeah, your your dangus was out before. Eh. As the older one, I don't know if my sisters ever saw my dangus, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing. All right, so anyway, that that was a very interesting one. I got yeah. one more I want to read. That kid needs to see a therapist. Well, hundred percent. I got a better one for you. A better one than that fucking that. Like I said before, that kid is the definition of a a a baby back bitch. A millennial liberal arts degree like that kid is probably going to put his parents 40 well he's not i don't think that kid's going to college he he would be brutalized if if he's getting upset about that imagine if he's that thin-skinned imagine the other shit he's crying over if that's what he's crying over if he if he's allegedly has a, a a working dangus all right so the next one this is from jeeper Oh, no, I'm sorry. Creeper, Jeeper, Sleeper. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's got Creeper in his uh, title. That is not good. My 19 male girlfriend 
who's 18 female. So they, they. Okay. My 19 male girlfriend's 18 female went to a party last night and cheated on me. I confronted her and she almost killed me with her car. That's the title. We've been there. We all been there. And this is the story. So it was my buddy's 21st birthday, and they were celebrating a nice, in a nice big house in the hills. My girlfriend, who I was dating for three full years, so he's 19, so started at 16. She's 18, started at 15. High school sweethearts. Attended the party. Normally when she goes to things like this, she drinks too much and makes a fool of herself. And I'm sure she has the beginning stages of being an alcoholic. That's every teenage girl. Projecting blame, never apologizing, being a hypocrite. So before (laughs) she even attended the party, she texted me something along the lines of, I'm going to this party and you can't tell me no. If you don't like it, then fine. I'm going to do what makes me happy. I was completely fine with it and I avoided the attitude and said, okay, have fun. She informed me that a guy that had once kissed her a few months back while we were taking a break, was going to be there. (laughs) Oh, she cheated on you? Uh, You think? (laughs) But I don't need to worry because she was going with her friends and they would keep him away. What? So she was, like, crewing up. And going to keep the the bad juju away. What was the whole point of sending a text saying, I'm going to this party and you can't stop me? Like, was he saying, hey, don't go to this party? Like, why? I don't see his side of it. Starting off with the attitude for no damn reason and then casually mention that so-and-so you made out with when you were on a break is going to be there. Like, two red flags right off the bat. All right. So a few hours go by. By this time, it's midnight and I'm getting off of work. I call her to see what's up. Which, I'm sorry, call her to see what she's up to and wondering when she'll be home. No response. I follow up with five to seven more calls because I checked her location and it said she was still at the party. Checking location. Eesh. Sometimes I do that where Craig checks his Instagram, not his location, but just see if he's alive. That's just being a good friend. This what? dude's being a little creeper, sleeper, jeeper. <laughs> at, least he, at least he knows. Um... When her, cur- uh, I'm sorry, she was, st- uh, I checked her looking, she's still at the party when her curfew is 11-ish. After getting no reply from her, I contact the rest of my friends at the party. She they- has a curfew? Yeah, that gets into that here in a second. They all assure me my girlfriend is safe just playing Mario Kart, sitting with all her friends. I tell them I need to her to call me, and they tell her, and she replies with, I don't feel like it, I'm not in the mood. So this pisses me off. Our entire three-year relationship, she's been devoted to me, and I've been devoted to her. It's been a complete puppy love on both sides, and we have a lot of respect for each other. What do you mean it's been complete puppy love? You took a break, dude. And we, we love each other, and we have respect for each other in our relationship. We would never do anything to risk our planned out future together. Don't say we. Hold on, I gotta move the page. Our planned out future. This is not looking good. Anytime you try to call your girlfriend and she five says, to seven times. Well, you call her and say, uh, you know, uh, you want to talk to her, and she texts you back, "I'm not in the mood." <laughs> what does that even mean? All right, or 
so our future together, or so I thought. I spent the next hour waiting for a phone call that never came. I decided to call one of my friends again to check up on her since now it's 2 a.m. and far past her parents' curfew. Her parents locked the back door at night around 11, so once it's locked, there's no key and she would be locked out. She doesn't have keys to her own house? What he, the fuck? He tells me the same shit. She's chilling on the couch with her girls. But here's the kicker. On Snapchat, there was a video of them singing happy birthday to my friend. And it pans around the room and bam, my girlfriend is the only girl there. None of her friends were there to keep an eye on her. I stayed up all night waiting and tracking her to, tracking her to find my friends. This kid can't write either. This is not my reading. To make sure she got home safe. At around 4.30 a.m., I noticed her location was moving. What the fuck? Go to sleep, dude. She was finally going home. What? What? If this guy knew her location and he was allegedly friends with whoever's birthday party it was, why don't you just go to the fucking party, dude? That's what I would have done. I just got off work. That's what I mean. What I did in high school. I got I off a fucking work beer. and just went to the party. All right. It was always terrible when the guy you didn't want came late after work and you're like, oh, it was a good party. And then so-and-so showed up. Ugh. All right, so once she leaves... Smelling like shitty pizza. So she was <laughs> she was finally going home. Once she leaves, I got a phone call from a guy at the house informing me that essentially she was grabbing up on some guy and making out with him in a closed-off room. They were in the foreplay aspect of sex. <laughs> he confronted her about it, and that's when she got embarrassed and left to go home. I raced over to her house to ask her how she could do this to me. This is at 4.30 in the morning. As soon as she saw me, she skirted off so fast it popped her tire. So I guess like she's driving and boom, she got a flat tire. Meanwhile, popped my it off hand. The curb or something. Wait, hold on. Popped it off the curb or something like that. I raced I over to the house to ask her how she could do this to me. As soon as she saw me, she skirted off so fast it popped her tire. Meanwhile, my hand was stuck in the door handle, so I guess she tried to open her door, and I had no choice but to jump on the roof to avoid being dragged. We got a real Ronnie situation here. Wait, wait, wait. Jay Bone's going to get that joke. Wait, so Shout he, out Jay Bone. he confronted her, and she was in her car, grabbed the door handle, and she took off, popped Hit. her tire, and he ended up on the roof somehow? Yes. Okay. She flew around a corner about 25 miles an hour with me on the roof and flung me onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> insult to injury right there, or injury to insult, I guess. I immediately get up and get to my car to follow her. She's whipping her car 70 mile an hour down a residential with a flat tire swerving back and forth. I get scared that she's going to crash, so I fall back and just decide to go home. I guess he was chasing her in her car. This morning, I woke up with a text from her telling me that I need to leave her alone because I'm freaking her out. And another message telling me I can pick up all my belongings in a box on the side of the road since she's too scared to talk to me. This is completely out of the blue for me, guys. We've been, on, we've been a solid couple for three years, minus that break. Shit. That was my words, not his. We were both each other's first love. She literally always talked about moving in together and watching and wanting to have children. 
I would have never expected this from her, and it just goes to show you that even the best couples can be completely torn apart by one night. I'm not sure what the advice was, but it's a pretty fucking terrible story. That that dude sounds like uh sounds like he got beat like Jonah Hill and super bad. He just took a beating. He got he got flung on the car. Uh dude, I say, you know, you, you said it was your first love, blah blah blah. You were with her for three years. It's gonna be a rough one to get over, but she cheated on you. She tried to run you over with your car, and she's just she's young and she doesn't have the uh, the cojones to say, you know, she wants to see other dudes. Obviously, you and her, I, it's not going to work out. I wouldn't try it. Try to produce her. I'd go uh, pursue her. I'd just go get your belongings, lick your wounds for a couple months. You're you're in L.A. You got a job. You're young. You'll bounce back, man. I know it's going to be pretty rough for a while, but uh, just go hang out with your bros. Drink a couple well, beers. His bros kind of fucked him on this one. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> if it's your friend's party, why didn't you go over there? That's a question me and Harley had. Also, if you have uh, spies at the party and they're just saying they're with, she's with her friends playing Mario Kart. Like that dude's obviously not your friend either. If it was, if it really was all, that's dudes like at the, the mole and the CTU. Yeah, like you thought that guy was on your side, but in reality, he was on the side of the maybe the girl. Probably the guy that was fucking doing stuff to her. Doubt it. He he wouldn't have his number. Yeah, but maybe it's his friend that did it because they never told him who did it. Right. So and then he just went to go brag and knew this guy would overreact and totally sabotage the relationship. I mean, maybe they were all just gang banging her for this dude's birthday party. You don't know what was going on at this party. You weren't there. But a little bit more than Mario hustle for that muscle. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, I'd say just just take this L. It's going to be rough, but, uh, you know, you're young. You're 19. You'll there's there's a lot of fish in the sea, as old people say. So I think you'll be all right, man. I think you dodged a bullet, too, for a chick who's going to cheat on you and then almost run you over in the car and says, you're freaking me out. You'd be like, eh. I don't know. This guy's got some tendencies, though. Like he's the location, to- the location thing. Like you have an access to that. I find that a little weird, but it is 2019. I'm not sure what people. Well, do. her keeping it on is just like a red flag saying, "Hey, I'm flaunting this." Yeah, she really. Did. Well, her her starting it off with, "I'm going to the party whether you like it or not," because I want to basically live my best life. Yeah, and Jason, who I made out with when we were on a break, is going to be there too. Like, yeah, the, the uh, obvious. Oh yeah, Jason's probably the one making out with her. This was this is an obvious um, powder keg of young hormones, and you you weren't going to be able to stop this. But calling five to seven times, eh? Like you? Yeah. Oh, have you done that? No, I say you go three. T- I say you go like once or twice, maybe three, and just leave it at you know text, and you leave it at that. Three. So we, we once had one of our. Uh, a mutual friend of me and you, he was in college, drunk off his ass, and him and his girl, they had some history, and I don't know whether they were dating or not at the time, um, but, you know, things were on the rocks. He called her, I think, I want to say 18 times, and then drove over to her dorm room. Uh, so uh, it, the stuff does happen, and this guy's username was Jeeper Creeper Sleeper. So, yeah, this guy, this guy's got problems. Five to seven times is a little excessive, but at the same time, if he's just refreshing her location the whole time, that's also 
Yeah, he's staying up and watching. Dude, you take an L on this. You either went to the party, like you get off and call. I can understand calling multiple times, like if you get off and kind of know where the party is, so you call. She doesn't pick up. You get kind of close where you kind of need directions, but evidently he's got location finder. So, I mean, he's yeah. like, this, guy su- this guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, Who do you think is more emotionally unstable, this guy or the circumcision penis dude? Penis guy. Uh. <laughs> he, he's that That kid has issues. He might be gay, too. I'm just throwing that one out there. I forgot to mention that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. What does gay have to do with circumcision? Is that bigger in the gay world? It seems no. He just seems penis exet- obsessive. Yeah, but he gets upset when he sees penises, and he gets FOMO when he sees other penises. Right, he's obsessive with penises. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so that was our advice segment. If I like that. Thanks for thanks for doing that research, Harley. That was some uh, good advice. And if you guys need any advice, you know, send it in. You know, or actually just post it on Reddit, and I'll probably find it when taking a shit, and then I, I won't know it's you, and then we can just... Or just, um, you know, follow these people lead, create a burner Twitter account or Instagram, and slide into uh, Talking Small's, you know, inbox there and post post those questions. We'll be happy to answer them. Always. Um, Al, do you have anything else? I think this is a pretty good time on the episode. I think it's normally when we say... J-Bone, I think I already shouted you out, but I'm going to shout you out again. Make sure that record's intact. Shout out to Joe, just because. Yeah, shout out to every all the viewers for listening. And we we think we have some good guests lined up. It's been a little hit and miss here with the schedule with me having the baby and or Amber having the baby well, and, I mean, it's, uh, it's and our guests. Work. You did cut the cord. I did cut the cord. And I'm not just talking about my YouTube TV. Sponsored. Uh, so... Yeah, we have some big guests lined up coming in the future, you know, some big J shit. So uh, tune in and uh, hope you enjoyed this pod, everyone. I would say ladies and gentlemen, but I think it's just gentlemen. There's got to be at least a lady or two. A two, maybe. (laughs) And it's been a while.